Season 4 of my podcast. Today, my guest is Anuradha, the founder and CEO of Meeti Kahani, a store that makes vegan versions of Indian traditional desserts. She also founded a vegan cheese brand called Bombay Cheese Company. Prior to this, she was the chief functionary of People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals India, also known as PETA India for nine years. Hi, Anuradha. Welcome to my show. Hi, Vedant. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're welcome. This will be fun. So, Anuradha, my father tells me that prior to heading PETA India, you used to be a buyer of leather for one of India's top leather companies. I'm curious to know what got you to change from dealing with animal skins to working with PETA India. Vedant, your father is right. I used to work for a leather buying firm. Um, It is one of the largest leather buying firms of the country. And um, when I was working with them, believe it or not, I did not realize that the leather that I'm working with was genuine leather. I was under the impression that it is fake leather. And so I continued. Till one fine day, I happened to just touch a piece of skin with some fur on it lying on the table. And um, I think I passed some comment like, thank God it's not a real horse. And one of my colleagues standing right there told me that it is, it was a horse from New Zealand. And that was it. That was the turning point for me when I realized that this was genuine skin that I was dealing with. I wasn't a buyer of Vedant. I was just working in the office um, as, you know, in the support staff, as in, in the admin side. So I really didn't know much about the leather that was going out. But yes, the minute I did find out, I started looking for alternatives that how could I help animals instead of, you know, exploiting them. And uh, as luck would have it, PETA India had just come into India and they just opened an office. I think it was maybe about five months before, before my epiphany. So therefore I decided that I would apply and then the rest is history. I just bothered them till they hired me. PETA India is known for its celebrity campaigns. How did you get these celebrities interested on the topic of animals? So basically, everyone loves animals. At some level or the other, everyone loves animals. So it was easy because it's animals that we are helping. It was easy to get celebrities to, um, to make, you know, to when we make the first contact, they would reply. And it was we just had to choose the topic, the, the point um, of animal exploitation that that celebrity would be willing to help us with. So, for example, if we know someone is a hardcore meat eater, we couldn't go and ask him to help us endorse vegetarianism. Or if someone we know wears leather jackets and leather pants and all, we couldn't ask him to tell us, you know, to do a campaign saying that don't pay leather. So we would just figure out which celeb had which soft points. So if there was someone who's vegetarian, we could approach them with almost anything. If there was someone who liked dogs, we could ask them to, you know, adopt a stray. So that was the main thing. You just had to choose um, which is the which which is their soft which is their soft spot, which point they like animals for, and then we would ask them for help. What are some of the celebrities you asked, and they said yes? Okay, so there's Ravina Tandon. 
there's john abraham um there is uh, rahul khanna there is um, you know i don't remember there's gulshan grover but there were so many <laughs> Can you share some of the victories that you led at Pita India? So there were some very memorable ones. Um, one of them was a rescue of anim- of monkeys from a laboratory here in Pune itself. Um, we we rescued quite a lot of monkeys. That was a fabulous victory because the monkeys had never seen sunlight, and I remember the moment when their cages were brought out when they were being rescued. and um, suddenly you know they they were looking around because they'd not seen trees they hadn't seen sunlight so that was one victory very good we rescued a lot of tigers um lions bears you know they were from circuses some bears from madaris they were sent off to sanctuaries then of course we rescued animals off the road so a lot of monkeys were rescued from the uh, the madaris then um, we rescued a lot of birds there were a lot of cats and dogs geese we uh, there was a jackal baby who was rescued with the help of peta india um i guess these were it actually you can uh, we also rescued catfish from a well in uh, bombay um i can't think of anything else but i think you can name any animal who can be kept captive we have kind of rescued them all that's really nice what was the most challenging aspect of your work back then okay so the most challenging aspect when i first joined was convincing people to go vegan to understand what is vegan that was very important i had joined in 2000 vedant and no one knew what's uh, vegan at that time in fact there were not even many vegan alternatives available for food in the market um so that was that was one aspect and secondly to get people to realize that why they should give up dairy because this is india vedant and people in india all of us we grow up seeing kai, cows on the road we see them in tabelas um no one really realizes the inherent cruelty that is there in the dairy industry even i didn't know vedan till i joined peta and i saw the cruelty that is there um that is hidden it's hidden cruelty so no one realizes that you know a cow or a buffalo who's just standing from morning to evening tied to a short rope would be getting tired the fact that you know the animals they are they are uh, the milk that is meant for their babies is stolen for the humans the way that they are um, the way they are treated there's pus and there's blood and all kinds of things um that the dairy industry inflicts on these animals the injections that are given to them morning and evening so vegan i think i would say that the most challenging aspect at that time was to let people in india realize that there is cruelty in the dairy industry that they should not drink milk everyone when they're in when they're young like very very young they have milk from their mother why do why do we like even adults why do we need more milk so that's the fallacy i think that now today in today's world we are i mean the the uh, people like for example all the people who are working now in the vegan field and all they are now working to break that myth it's just a fallacy that's been there forever that you need milk to to build your bones and you need milk to grow big i when i was young also i used to be f- uh, forced to have milk i hated milk i mean i've always hated milk and uh, my mother had to force me you she would use all kinds of tricks and you know to even to forcing me she would threaten me and stuff but um i never did like it and i think it's just a myth that people have perpetuated in india that everyone needs milk to grow to get healthy bones when it's actually 
um, not right because when you drink milk, your bones are getting leached of calcium. So you know, chances of you getting osteoporosis is much higher by drinking milk. What did you do to promote veganism? Yeah, so we had a vegan campaign. That was the biggest campaign. Um, so basically, the everyone would be told about dairy. There were there were dairy um, investigations into. The, I mean, there were investigations that were led by staffers from PETA India who went into dairies and they uncovered the cruelty. Um, then we would also do a lot of demonstrations. There were a lot of uh, celebrities who were asked to speak up, especially foreign celebrities, because in the beginning there were not many Indian celebs who were vegan. Um, Vedan. So a lot of foreign celebs who were vegan would be asked to speak up. And all of through all of that, we would ask the general public to give up. There were also doctors who would speak up and talk about the ailments that you get as a result of consuming consuming like heart disease. And you also get um, diabetes. These are just two of them that I've mentioned. But uh, this would this the, we would use all the all all tactics we would use to um, uh, to to promote veganism. Was it really hard to convince to try and convince the people to people to go vegan? Like, were there people saying, "No, we won't go vegan. We want meat. We will eat meat," and things like that? So, um, yes, people would not give up uh, thing. But here, when I am talking about vegan, I am really not talking that much about meat eating, as I am talking about giving up milk. so it was very difficult for people to give up milk it's easier i feel to convince a person that they give up meat but it's tougher for them to give up milk because milk is just a part of our lives i mean as you said that when you're growing i mean you know when you're young when you're growing up you you start with milk so that's that's something that um, uh, that was very difficult very tough and people just couldn't understand they would they would all scoff at us they would say that you know of course not milk is part of our thing there's nothing wrong with milk because don't forget vedan our grandparents and great grandparents when they had milk that was not adulterated milk today's milk is all, all adulterated at that time i'll tell you in the 1960s india had shortage of milk for the country and we used to import milk and then suddenly we are the largest exporters of milk in the world and not now this has happened for uh, this happened about maybe 30 40 years back that suddenly we we became the largest exporters of milk so you can imagine how this milk industry how suddenly they started so now the animals today they are they are given injections morning and evening they are given hormones they are kept artificially pregnant only so that the amount of milk that can be extracted from them is you know is very high and this the condition of animals today and the conditions of animals that were there maybe say 60 years back is very different so our grandparents and the parents and all they they remember those days they remember when the cow was a part of their family when the first chapati of the day would be fed to the cow they remember those days and for these reasons it's very tough to convince the older generation in india to go vegan but fortunately the younger lot the ones who are i think who are have come out of college or who are in college they have a very strong vegan um uh, wave that's going on they are leading it. when i was younger like 5 6 years old i didn't love milk like i would have it every day i would have milk it i didn't hate it but now i don't like milk at all i remember that when i joined uh, peta my first day at work um in 2000 
I remember that very clearly. I went to work. My I was used to having a glass of milk with some coffee as my breakfast. So I had to go to go to work without any um, milk. I took a glass of orange juice, and that was my biggest thought: that how will I ever manage without the milk? And yet I managed. It was good. I remember Vedan that when I went to uh, when I would go to Peta in the early earlier days, like in the first few days. i noticed that there was a change in my um in my digestion when i used to have my glass of milk every morning i used to feel that there was bloating and there was all kind of uh, rubbish happening in my stomach and then when i stopped the milk and i went went on to my orange juice i suddenly noticed none of this was happening so actually i was lactose intolerant and i didn't even know it my dad tells me that you were his first boss and that he has learned a lot from you Can you tell me a little about how he was to work with? I can tell you a lot of about how he was to work with. You know, little will be too little, okay. but I'll try. <laughs> I'll try and keep it very short. He was fabulous to work with, uh, Vedan. He's he's his mind. I think is the what shall I say? It's the um, his way of thinking is different. um he looks at he would look at problems or he would look at issues from a very different angle i learned a lot from jaisima um yes he may have learned from me but i learned a lot and i learned a lot how to how to approach issues how to approach problems from a different angle um we've had a lot of fun during the years in peta we had a lot of victories we achieved a lot where him and me both together i mean of course with everyone else their help and uh, but yeah We've had a lot of fun. Yeah, he's a really good dad. He's a really good dad. He was very good as uh, when we worked together also. And um, I can tell you a lot of fun things. At least two. Should I? Sure. <laughs> okay. So the first was that your your father at least then had a habit of mixing up the two words form and from. So in <laughs> any report that he typed up or anything, this was the one. error that we always had to keep correcting that was form and from so that's one one thing then i remember one day this was a prank that your mother and me played on your father so he had gone to assam and he got me back a lime tree so it was a small little small little thing and he got me back this and um, he you know so we lived in the same house but he lived upstairs i was downstairs so we met obviously even after work we'd meet and he he got me this plant and i potted it there and then he kept asking me on a very on a daily basis you know where's the lime hasn't it grown hasn't it grown hasn't it grown so your mom and me what we did we bought a lime from the market then we tied it to the branch with a wire and <laughs> he showed it to your father and he was convinced i mean to this day i remember his face where he was convinced that 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 thing grew overnight it was what it was on the plant that he brought <laughs> that is so funny what made you shift from heading pita india to founding bombay cheese company and meeti kahani so basically um the reason i left pita india was i just felt that you know i've i've uh, done what i can and i wanted to start helping them in a different way so i left to start a vegan food service and i first started a vegan bakery in pune and can you imagine i started it almost 10 years back when no one even knew what's vegan but anyway 
we once i had got all my cakes and breads and ice cream and all in place i then realized that there is this big dearth of good cheese vegan cheese in india and so then i founded bombay cheese company so we offer our two nice vegan cheeses which i feel are good and um, very comparable to dairy cheese and then after that i started meethi kahani last year where because you know mithai that is um, indian sweet meats these are very important in every uh, celebration that happens in any household in india and i feel that this is through this these two projects i can help um animals still so i have to keep helping animals you know vedant that's my only sole focus of life so not directly via peta india but now indirectly through food when i come to bombay i definitely want to try your cheese when you come to pune buddy you'll stay with me and try my cheese morning noon and night where are your products available and how can my listeners order from you so all your listeners who are in india can order them online um bombay bombay cheese company is on my cheese it's available on bombaycheesecompany.com and my mithai is available on meethikahani.com so people in india can order them we ship all around the country my dad tells me about the strong bond you had with your two dogs junior and omar can you tell me more about them yes um i had a very very strong bond he's totally right omar lived to be 19 years old i mean that's a long very long age for a dog um junior unfortunately didn't live for so long but um i had junior from the moment he was born because he was born in my house and omar i had from when he was one and a half years old a uh, one and a half months old he belonged to my uncle i mean his mother belonged to my uncle and um his my uncle gave me uh, omar and then of course we had junior um they were the most fabulous dogs they were with me in delhi and then when i moved to peta i got them with me they used to live with me in the peta india office and um, i mean they had a fabulous time in the office and yeah i miss them a lot even now so junior is omar's son or daughter yes son so omar is the father and then there was uh, omar junior so like because the junior of the omar of omar what did you want to be as a child how was it growing up in a tea estate in assam so i always wanted to be a veterinary doctor actually and uh, till i reached class 10 i was all set to be a veterinary doctor but then um after 10th i realized it was not going to be possible because i am not that very good in maths and in those days to to we had to you know to become a veterinary doctor you had to study science in school and for that you needed physics chemistry and maths so my maths was very weak so weak that in the first 6 months of uh, my 11th class i decided to give it up and i switched to english literature and when i switched to literature i could no longer dream of becoming a veterinary doctor and i'm glad i did switch because if i had gone into the veterinary colleges in those days there were no alternatives um, to dissection so you had to dissect all kinds of animals and do all kinds of things to live animals too and of course now there are so many you know you have simulated programs and you have all this artificial stuff happening but then there wasn't so can you imagine if i had 
get got into a vet college and then suddenly was faced with you know doing things to these little calves and all so I, thank god so basically um it was great fun growing up in assam because you know we had huge you you know you get like a huge garden with your bungalow with the house and you could have lots of animals and there were a lot of wild animals that were there in assam at that time in those days um there were especially elephants today of course elephants are being you know um, hounded out of assam because the people have taken their territory their forest but in those days how in india i don't know if you've noticed this vedant but if you're driving on the road um if you're going anywhere you might suddenly see a cow sitting in the middle of the road or you might just see them walking around well in assam in those days you could see elephants so yeah. i remember so often we coming back home at night and you know on the highways in those days there were no there was no lights so you had to be very careful because suddenly you take a corner and there was a herd of elephants just sitting in the middle of the road or there would be maybe an elephant walking across or there could be um these uh, cheetahs we had these uh, uh, leopards there could be leopards just walking around there were bears one one or two bears we've seen um who would walk around so there were a lot of wild animals lot of snakes vedant how many snakes in assam i know lot of snakes yeah and there were a lot of these um there were there would be scorpions and there would be these huge geckos huge i mean they were you could call them miniature um, crocodiles they were like that so yes yeah. it was great fun we had a lot of space to run around mm-hmm. and you could have any animal you know you could take care of any animals you could see so many animals in the wild it was nice do you have any advice to young children like me about helping animals so yes my advice is that never give up on an animal in distress if you see an animal in a place where you think he or she should not be just make a little bit of an effort and um uh, you know just stop and investigate see why is he there is there a dog who's acting um like you know he's acting a little strange just see maybe someone's dumped him there if there's a cat who's being chased maybe this you know maybe she's come out of her local territory and maybe there's an animal being whipped if there's a horse being whipped or anything very important to just always speak up for an animal always always how do you recognize if a dog or a cat is like a street animal or if it's safe to go near it i think it's safe to go near any animal i don't believe people when they say that you shouldn't approach this animal or that animal you should just not be threatening you should not appear threatening to an animal so if even if you meet a dog or a cat on the road and uh, i i mean i make an effort always always if i see any animal or cat on the road i'll always go towards them to say hi just put your hand out in a non threatening manner let them know that you mean them no harm animals also want to be friendly just like all of us yeah they do thank you so much for coming on my show Thank you Vedant pleasure is all mine the honor is mine to be on your show i've been waiting for so long to be asked so long it's fine but this was really fun dear listeners follow my facebook page curious vedant to get updates on my upcoming episodes to listen at leisure on your phone and get notified about future episodes subscribe by searching for curious vedant wherever you get your podcasts such as apple podcast spotify Stitcher, Google Podcast, and many more. You can also listen to my show on curiousvedant dot com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedant. 
and don't forget to rate and leave comments.